Hey, it's not quite the DeLorean, but we're going back in time with a new podcast feed full of all my favorite interviews in the history of the Bill Simmons podcast. We're coming up on seven years now. I've had an unbelievable collection of athletes, celebrities, showrunners, directors, Matt Damon, Denzel Washington, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, Shirley Theron, Tom Hanks, Bill Burr, Kevin Durant, Peyton Manning, The Undertaker, Eddie Vedder, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he actually came on. Dave Grohl, Quavo, Barack Obama. I mean, what else can I tell you? I've had Al Pacino with Barry Levinson. I've had people like Steph Curry, Jason Bateman, John C. Riley, Jonah Hill. I could just, I could keep going and going. But wait, there's more. Whether it's your first time or you're planning on revisiting some of your favorites, make sure you head to BillSimmonsInterviews.TheRinger.com for the entire archive. You can sort by genre, year, and more to easily navigate all your favorite people. Follow the Bill Simmons podcast, The Interviews, on Spotify now. It's The Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. The Ringer Gambling NFL Preview Tour continues. I feel like this is like a greatest hits tour for the Rolling Stones. Uh, whatever the case may be, the East Coast Bias boys are back. Raheem Palmer in the house. Joe House, fresh off a trip, looks tan and looks like he's got a glimmer in his eye because we're about to break down his beloved NFC East. Boys, what's happening? JJ, I am feeling fresh. And and one of the things that makes me so excited for this, I'm dragging a little bit. I never come to a show like this and complain that I got home late from my vacation, but I didn't I didn't get as all all of my sleep. And I am the most advanced age member uh, on this pod. But I was reminded as we all convened here that our 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 beloved brother Raheem Palmer is a Dallas Cowboy fan. Yeah, which and I, I totally what, blanked on. You uh, know, 
and, and maybe this is me, House, because, you know, we do all these shows with Raheem and I see the Phillies jersey in the background, badass. Right. I see yeah. the Sixers stuff in the background and I'm like, oh, Raheem's got to be an Eagle fan. I'm thinking, like, getting my coffee today, Raheem is going to be talking a whole lot of Eagles. But Raheem, I respect it because, listen, I'm a New Yorker and I root for the Miami Dolphins. So you being down in Philly rooting for a different team? I, I, I like that action, bro. I do. It's not I mean, just here's, a different team, thing. though. I grew up in the 90s. I was born in 86. I'm an 80s baby. There was no way in the world I was going to root for Bubby Brister over Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, and Michael Irvin. Oh, and then I you get add that. Deion Sanders. Raheem, listen, I had Boomer Esiason, Rich Kotite, Dave Brown, Danny Cannell, and Dan Reeves. Why do you think I root for Dan Marino? I get it, bro. And you listen, you're loyal because you could have easily said, you know what? This ain't for me. Dave Campo, uh, you know, Quincy Carter. I, I don't want to run through the laundry list of some shit quarterbacks and shit coaches until you got Tony Romo and whatnot. But I appreciate your loyalty after the fact. Yeah, I got, I got to stick with the team. I mean, you ride with them through the winning times, even though we haven't won since VCRs were popping. So, <laughs> Well, that's one thing that we have in common, and it really does set up this pod pretty well, right, JJ? You ain't kidding. So the odds for the NFCs, Interesting. Dallas favored at plus 125. Philadelphia, after going to the postseason last year, they're at plus 185. Then you have your long shots. Washington's at 500. The Giants are at plus 700. Raheem, let's start with your Cowboys. They at times looked tremendous last year at the beginning of the season. They really tailed off at the end of the year. They played terribly in the postseason game against the San Francisco 49ers. Mike McCarthy in a big game. You can't trust him at all. But do we look at Dallas as a team poised for regression? Or do we look at Dallas as a team where if Dak is healthy and they are able to cook and do what they do on offense and they have some star power clearly on defense, they're a regular season team that's just ready-made to go win the division. How do you look at the Cowboys? I look at this team and we're poised for regression. I love the my Dallas Cowboys, but they, they forced 34 turnovers last year. That was the most in the NFL. They had the second most fumbles. Obviously, Trayvon Diggs, he had a ton of interceptions last year. I mean, this is a team who can rush the passer with, with Mika Parsons. He had 14 sacks last year. But a lot of their success came through turnovers. And a lot of times when that happens, you see them regress the following year. Now, when you look at this Cowboys offense, they've also taken a step back. Dak is healthy, but you lose Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup is gone. I mean, like, I mean, right now he's recovering from his ACL injury. So this is not going to be the same receiving core that you saw in the past. And I love Dak Prescott, but he's a guy who kind of needs everything perfect. So one of the things that I am looking at is I do think CeeDee Lamb, his prop total over, I think it's 1,150 yards. I think you can go over on his prop prop total. I also think you can you can bet him most receiving yards plus 1,400. But as a whole, I look at this Cowboys unit as the team is going to step back. I think the rest of the division is a lot stronger. Damn it. Damn it, JJ. I hate it when Raheem comes on here and gets all rational. Like, where, where is <laughs> where no fun? The- I mean, yesterday I'm making my impassioned case for the Dolphins. <laughs> and listen, I'm being reasonable. It's not just the orange and aqua Homer and me coming out. I'm being real. They were a winning team the last two years. I think they make a step forward. But I thought maybe Raheem was going to talk up his Cowboys. He talks down his Cowboys. And House, everything he said, I think is accurate. Like, 
The only thing that has me hesitant to back the next team, we'll get to in a little bit, but the Cowboys, to me, are clearly not as good a football team as they were a year ago. I totally agree, and I think Raheem's assessment is on the money. Like, the real headline is the regression that's going to come in the turnover um, difference. They just had a complete outlier of a season. Now, congratulations, by the way, to the Dallas Cowboys for going from, you know, the season from hell in in 2020 coming into 2021 and having uh, what was really the most opportunistic defense in the entire NFL. Like, that's an achievement. Their defense was an enormous liability the previous year. They were decimated by injury, and then they came in and showed out. They did the right thing last year. They beat all the teams they were supposed to beat. And they didn't just beat them. They hammered them. Like, they beat the crap out of bad teams last year, the Dallas Cowboys did, which had the effect of elevating a bunch of their statistics on the offensive side kind of across the board. And they, to me, showed out a little bit hollow. And I think what Raheem said about uh, the loss of Amari Cooper needs to be, like, really drilled down into what he um, created in terms of that safety spot. It's exactly the point. For Dak, who does Dak trust? Now, CD, this is his show out year. So he better get that prop that that Raheem just described in terms of yards. Because if he doesn't, you know, they're going to be in real trouble. The thing for me, and this is a hands-up confession, I um, am a creature of what did I just see? What, What was the last thing I saw from this team? And the last thing that we saw from the Dallas Cowboys was a coaching bungle an institutional decision-making bungle, the likes of which had never been seen before. Our good buddy, Warren Sharp, who is raring to go here on these airwaves uh, as we as, as August drops into view, um, tra- shared this nugget about, you know, he had to go all the way back to 1964 to find an instance of a team down by a score trying to run the ball with less than 20 seconds left uh, in a playoff Wow, game. 1964. Nice. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I, think, I think he found it. But Taking it, you back to Lyndon Baines Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, boys <laughs> and girls. Oh, oh my man. goodness. What I love as a Washington fan is Jerry Jones showing up at the press conference. First of all, please, dear God, Jerry Jones, let, whatever uh, fountain of youth, we, we need to keep, keep that going with him because I love him being in our conference in the NFC East. And I love him. Why is he talking? Why is he at the press conference? It's my annual, one of my annual favorite things. The vote of confidence for McCarthy was all I needed to hear. That, it made me so happy. Yes, Mike McCarthy, we're all the way in. We're going to be a viable playoff team this year. Thank God. I am fading the Cowboys so, this So, you're on the under. And I'm you with know, I, I think the funny, the funny thing about Mike McCarthy, it's almost pretty much accepted that Sean Payton is going to be the coach of the Cowboys next year. I mean, like, we've heard that rumor so much that I feel like it's going to happen. And then when you dig, like, even digging more into this Cowboys team, you look at a guy like Tyron Smith on the offensive line. The strength of the Cowboys has always been offensive line with Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Tyron Smith is 31 years old. He's missed three three games or more in the past six seasons. Obviously, you lose a guy like Lelio Collins. He leaves. You draft uh a new starting lineup, I mean, starting starting offensive lineman, and um, Tyler Smith, and you got to figure out who he's going to be. I mean, I just think this team could take a step back so much. They also lost Randy Gregory as well. So I like the under on this team. Under, I, it I really seems like-, like you guys are all in on the under with the Cowboys. And look, yeah. I have no problem endorsing it. 
The only reason I'm not going to play it myself, the only reason I'm not going to play it, I am scared about the division because there are two teams that we're going to get to at the bottom of the division that I, for one, don't have a whole lot of confidence in. House, I know you're not going to like to hear this. That's fine. Um, But like, it's just stay away from me because if they end up beating up on the bad teams like they did last year, I could be in a position where I'm like biting my fingernails, sweating this one out. I'll let you guys play it, but I'm not going against you. This is stay away from me. Is that okay? And I will say, JJ, I think you're right. And it's not a huge investment for me because of what you just shared. Also, um, the NFC East, the division, I can't remember who, who from the AFC, but it's not the AFC West, right? So, so, and I actually, I think it's the AFC South. So that, that's the, you know, there are some wins sort of baked in. One other thing, uh, I got a little preview of Warren Sharp book. One thing he pointed out is that no AFC North, by the way, sorry to cut you off. North. Great. No, that's, that's fine. Oh, well, that changes that a little bit. That should help then. you guys with the win totals. Yeah, that should yeah, help. That should yeah, help. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, you the, look at the Cowboys. Look, look at look at the, my, my fault to cut you off. But look at how the Cowboys, Cowboys start the season. They have the Buccaneers and the Bengals to start the season. Actually, and then they have I'm the Giants. Wrong. Hold on a second. They, the Cowboys play the Bengals. Ah, but they do have the South. See, I screwed that. It's, You're right. It's, it's okay, the South. Yeah. But it's, I saw Bengals in week two. I forgot it's this stupid interleague. St- it was because they're the division nonsense. winner. Yeah. It's because of the division, yeah, division winner. winner. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but no, it, it's all good. The, the, just the, the observation I, I was going to make is that, um, and again, this is a sharp nugget, the Cowboys have the most rest advantage of any team in the entire NFL um, schedule-wise. They were done an enormous favor. They have six different instances where they have more rest than their opponent. You know, our opponents coming off of Monday night football games, Thursday night football games, opponents coming off of short weeks and the Dallas have rest advantage. So that would be a, another reason. The combination of the AFC South plus the rest advantage that they have, it's probably going to be a sweat on, on 10 and 7. 10 and 7 honestly feels like the right number to me for Dallas. Their number's 10 and a half. 11 and 6 is a loser. And, you know, that's why I'm not going to make a huge investment. Now, fellas, JJ, there is an, oh, before, go ahead, before, you, before you squash the rest of the division, I want to ask you guys a question. Do you guys remember the last time we had a repeat winner in the NFC East? It's another awesome it point. It never happens. I, no, it, it never happens. I'm going to say since 2004. Eagles. Oh. Eagles back-to-back years. I no. said 16 years. I, Eagles, I thought it's, it's it was going to be. It's been 2004. Eagles won four straight years. <laughs> hey. But Raheem, hold on a second now. I'm not saying there's going to be a repeat winner in this division. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm Mike Francesa right now. I never said that. I never said I <laughs> never said that. We're going to get to it. But here's my problem. I like Philadelphia to win the division. I really do. I think they're an improved team. I think they're a well-rounded team. I know I'm going to be betting they're over. I know I'm going to be betting them to make the playoffs. There's one thing that keeps going through the back of my mind, though. I am not a Jalen Hurts guy. I am, you yeah. know, you know, Bill has his guy that he can't stand. It's obvious. He hates my quarterback, Tua. Like, I think it's actually like a personal vendetta, quite frankly, against Tua when it comes from the podfather. I kind of feel the same way with Jalen Hurts because I watch him and he is super athletic and he is super likable, but there are NFL throws that he simply cannot make. They have the caddy situation, though, if they want to bounce back and forth. I wonder if that ends up being a thing for the Eagles this year, but they add A.J. Brown. They're terrific on defense. I think they're the most complete team in this division, guys. Am I crazy to be buying in on the Eagles? I'm going to let Raheem go first. 
I think you aren't crazy to be buying on the Eagles. I think the Eagles have a Super Bowl caliber roster, except for the quarterback. Like, I mean, you got Devontae Smith, you add A.J. Brown, you even pull the cornerback from the Giants. You got James Bradbury. That's huge. I mean, for a team that's like struggled with corners all these years, you know I'm from Philadelphia. All the guys in Philly have been hating on Jalen Mills for forever. And you got a guy in James Bradbury who's like actually going to be good. The pass rush improves when you, you bring in Hassan Reddick. This is still one of the best offensive lines in the league right now. I mean, when you look at the offensive line, I mean, you look at a guy like Jordan Maialata. I mean, he's one of the best left tackles in the league. They're going to be able to run the ball. They should be able to pass the ball. But it's all on Jalen Hurts. And that's the only thing holding me back from playing this team to really win the division and win the Super Bowl. I mean, I think you can take them over nine and a half wins, but... I'm a little scared to do anything else just because it hurts. I'm just, I'm not a big hurts guy. No, I think we're in agreement there. And look, I'm not putting any Super Bowl wagers down. I'm not putting any conference wagers down. But to me, House, that looks like a team that's capable of going and winning a division. And I like the way they played in the second half of the year. Are you buying in on the Philadelphia Eagles, sir? With all due respect and apologies to all of the Eagles fans in my life, the single favorite bet of mine as we sit here on January, July the 27th heading into this preseason is the Philadelphia Eagles to win the NFC East. Woo! I think plus okay. 185 is enormous value. I, uh, you know, it's just a happenstance that we're taping this when we're taping it and the market has moved. I got them at plus 210 to win the NFC East, you know, some time ago. I just think they're a very, very complete team. They have so much depth. The 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 what they did in terms of uh, on on the front line, their front seven is like a front nine. Like they have so many different options uh, defensively. They finally bring some pass rush, and offensive wise, it's a it's a it mean talent. They 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 have unparalleled talent in in every kind of uh, aspect, except for the most important one, which is quarterback. But here's the thing. What the Eagles did last year, and it was a real, like, show me something, and then they did, right? Sirianni and uh, offensive coordinator Shane Steichen basically changed the game plan halfway through the season. They were uh, uh, an early down passing team because they had a brand new quarterback. They were trying to put him in the very best position. Now, part of how you want to size this up, if you're uh, an Eagles believer, last year was really... Jalen's first year as the quarterback. He had some starts, you know, in his rookie year, but this is properly regarded to me as his second year. And this is the year that he had the opportunity. The, the weapons are there. The offensive line is there. And his ability to generate offense with his own legs, I, I really am impressed with game plan wise what the Eagles can do. The change, their their offensive uh, fortunes midseason really came about coincident with when Shane Steichen took over play calling duties. Now, Sirianni, you know, first year coach, he he, he showed us something. Did a solid job. A lot of people hated the hire, too. A lot of people hated the hire. Got them to the playoffs. Now you look at their offensive personnel. It's better. I mean, you had a guy like A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is a stud coming over from Tennessee. You have Devontae Smith there, who was super impressive as a rookie. I love Dallas Goddard as a tight end. They run the ball well. They play good defense. It's about the quarterback. And if he can be competent, he doesn't have to be great. If he can be competent, 
that has playoff team written all over it. So, House, I'm right there with you. I'm playing a mm-hmm. plus 185 to win the division. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. One thing I want to add is that the Eagles also have the easiest schedule in the NFL if you're looking at season win total. So, I mean, that's going to be big for you um, you guys' division bets. I, I can't argue against it, but I do think there is another division bet out there that has a little bit more value in my opinion. Oh, okay. So let's get to that. So... The Eagles are the clear-cut number two in this division. Then you have Washington. I refuse to say the Commanders. I'm sorry. It's just the dumbest name imaginable. So we're not saying the Commanders. (laughs) It's Washington at plus 500. And the Giants, who were an embarrassment and a disgrace a year ago, at plus 700. So Raheem, you told me there is value for one of these two teams. Who would it be? It's the New York football giant. Oh, no, wow. no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Amazing. Raheem, Raheem, Amazing. Raheem. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, wow. do I do I need? I'm going to let you make your case, and I am going to counter. So I am ready for this. Go ahead. Okay, first things first. When you look at this Giants team, the biggest thing that they did was they upgraded their coach. I mean, when you move from Joe Judge to Brian DeBull, and then you bring in Wing Martindale. Like, you bring in Mike Kafka. I mean, like, to me, the, the the coaching upgrade is huge. When you look at the Giants last year, they were 4-13 and 13 on the season. But with Daniel Jones in the lineup, they were 4-6. and six. And I think if you if you move that, like, if you they play a full season, you're looking at they were expected to win around seven games. Now, you look at all the injuries they had last year. Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, um, Kadarius Toney. They all missed the combined 24 games. Um, Saquon Barkley, too. So they never really had all of those guys healthy at the same time. Now you bring in a quarterback whisperer and Brian DeBoer. You saw what he's did for Josh Allen. Why can't Daniel Jones replicate that similar success? I mean, you still have, to me, a solid defense. you got guys like Leonard Williams and Dexter Law. Um, to me, I just think, I mean, obviously you lose James Bradbury, but I just think the offensive weapons on this team, I think they could be a solid team if everybody stays healthy. And then, honestly, I just think the kosher upgrade, I honestly want to take them to make the playoffs at plus 225. And at plus 700, I mean, when you look at a, a, a tough division with all of these teams who can beat each other, I think there's some a small amount of value on that, especially in a division where, look, everybody's buying on the Eagles. And, I mean, rightfully so. They're, they're, they're the they're the sexy pick. But, I mean, we saw the Giants play this Eagles team tough. I, I think they, plus 700, I think there's a small bit of value. 
All right, you're that's, taking a number there. That's fine. Plus yeah, 700. Yeah. And yeah. I understand the coaching upgrade with Dable. I think he is going to do a decent job in his first year helping Daniel Jones. But here's the problem with that narrative. Daniel Jones misses a ton of time. It happens every single year. Saquon yeah. Barkley, wake me up when he actually makes a contribution and actually plays at a high level. Galladay, another one of these guys, never plays. Never. With the Lions, he never plays. With the Giants, he was a total non-factor. The offensive line is meh. Then you have Bradbury, who you take away from that secondary. The Giants have absolutely no corners. Now, here's what helps. The schedule is soft. The win total seems way too high at seven and a half. So maybe the Sharps and Vegas people are onto something here. Raheem, you could sell me on them being better. Like, I'm here for that. I understand that. There's nowhere to go but up. But... I can't make the case, House, that this is going to be a division winner. There's just way too many what-ifs, and there are just way too many questions for me to say, you know what, I'm buying in on this. You want to take 700, Raheem, be my guest? I can't I'm do t- it. I'm, not t- I'm, what I'm not I've only taking 700. Giants. I'm also taking them plus 225 to make the playoffs. I mean, when you look at the first seven well, and in games. In the NFC, or- you know what, Raheem? In the NFC, that's the place to go and find a team like the Giants. In the AFC, it's to me a waste of time and a waste yeah. of money because there are too many good teams. House, you might find value maybe in the NFC. I won't do it with the Giants. More power to you, Raheem. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. The the one thing, as we were like, you know, assembling ourselves, having our chit-chat, the one thing I pulled up on my screen, I wanted to see what the number was, was the New York Giants win total for this season. Right now on FanDuel, it's at 7.5. You mentioned it, JJ. But over 7.5 is plus 145, I think, is the number. Plus, plus 140. 140. I'm seeing it right now. Yeah, yep. plus 140. That's the play for me. I absolutely, I'm a very, very strong Dayball believer. But even more importantly, they changed the GM. Gettleman really was the... He was um, the worst. No, he was the, the, the absolute yeah. worst. He, he was the he worst. Was, he was the cancer on the organization. It it, it continues to, to befuddle why the Maras invested in him, what kind of whisperer. He was a Mara whisperer. I don't know what was going on, how his tenure lasted as long as it did. There are some amazing statistics out there about how few uh, times over the course of, of games last season the New York Giants like led a game, had a lead at, at ends of quarters. The, the futility of the Giants over the last half decade has been magnificent. I couldn't enjoy it anymore. They're, the adults are in the room. Raheem went through it. It's exactly right. It's Dayball. It's Martindale. They have they're 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 instituting some some like modern NFL football. Yeah, they're concepts. gonna act like a football team in twenty twenty two for the first time in 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 you know in years in half a decade, right, JJ? Yeah, but you back seven and a half wins is still a lot. Like I think well, the Giants getting to that number still, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I'm not playing seven and a half and laying 160 juice. I'm just not going to do it. Right. But if I had to play a side right now for the NFC East and the Giants, I'm betting the under. Because I still think mm-hmm. it's asking too much of them to make that sort of leap right out of the gate. Their personnel's not good enough. Like, I think this is, in mm-hmm. many ways, guys, hey, mm-hmm. let's see what we have. This is where we establish the culture. We clear out the people we don't want to be here. We'll look better. We'll play better. But we're not going to see enough, I think. But you from know a what? Stand, the, the, the thing was, you know what it is. The Eagles were that last year. You're right. No, you, that's fair. You look, and and the thing with the Giants, if you look at their schedule through the first seven, eight games, they only have like one road game. It's gettable. Like no, it's a true, easy a true schedule. Right they, they play on a road against the Titans, right? And then 
They're home for four straight games. And then right after being home for four straight games, they have a neutral site game against the Packers. So to me, that opening schedule, they could, they could easily be four and two. And I like week one against the Titans. I mean, well, we, they got the about- Titans. Well, listen, we're down on the Titans. We know that. I guess yeah. that's coming in the AFC South pod. Panthers at home, toss up, hosting Dallas, who they never beat, hosting the Bears, who suck. I think the Bears might be the worst team in the NFL. At Packers, Ravens. Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, Lions. That's a stretch that's winnable. Okay, House, we didn't get to your team. We're saving, I guess, your favorite for last. They're plus 500 to win the division. Carson Wentz, the quarterback. Ron Rivera always seems to get the most out of a defense and players like playing for him. Where do you stand on the football team or the artists formerly known as the football team? I I think this is going to be uh, a season that wins-wise is very akin to last year. I This is a team with like an 8-10 to 10 win ceiling uh, based on the, 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 the personnel and just the, the constant circus that, that envelops the franchise. A lot of folks, and, and God bless Rivera, really speaking of, you know, bringing the adults into the room, he arrived coincident with, you know, all of the worst attributes of Snyder Finally, coming to the fewer, to the to the floor in terms of the sexual harassment, all of the invidious and insidious uh, practices that the franchise has run, skimming money and and you know the stuff that they've done to season ticket holders is legend. That circus is going on. I mean, you know, they're negotiating whether or not he's going to go be deposed in front of Congress uh, this week. And in the background, the football team is preparing for a football season. They grossly overpaid for Wentz. I mean, you know, the the when you look at the the difference between Carson Wentz and Jameis Winston and Teddy Bridgewater and other guys in that sort of class that were available, the the idea that they felt like they had to make that they had to get him. He was their guy. It it is it's confounding. It's befuddling. Now, if you want to be glass half full about it, this is by far the best offense that Scott Turner will have in terms of of weapons. And they have great weapons. I love the Jahan Dotson draft pick. I, I love that they stepped up and paid my boy TM uh, at receiver. That's a very good receiving core. Logan Thomas needs to get um, healthy again, and then he'll get there. Quietly underrated, the offensive line is above average. Not terrible, but above average. Losing Brandon Sheriff hurts, but um, they're still, you know, they, they, they brought in um, some some reasonable NFL competent offensive line talent in, in the offseason. The single biggest question is the defense. They went from third in DVOA in the 2020 season to 27th last year. They could not get off the field. I think they were among the top, uh, I mean, the bottom three in the league in third down stops. And that really runs to the defense. Uh, they brought in a bunch of talent on defense. William Jackson, Went from, you know, they asked him to be more of his own guy from a cover guy. It took him a while to figure it out. The defensive line with Montez Sweat and Chase Young did not perform well at the beginning of the season. Um, and and so quarterbacks had, had their, their their fun against them. I just, it's too much of, of an unknown to get very excited about the, this team. And I don't know what else we need to see from Carson Wentz. There's no reason to believe that he's going to perform you know, at, at some level that that's different from what he's done over the last five years. So if he just is regular Carson Wentz with these weapons, there's a decent case to be made that Washington's 
offensive weapons are superior to what Indianapolis had, especially, you know, in terms of catching the ball. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor is a one-on-one. And the offensive line is not as good. That, yeah. That's right. Not Washington's as good as what you got line. in Indy. Weapons on the outside are better. Raheem, right. that under is getting juiced at eight and a half. It's major juice under at eight and a half. I'm staying away from it just from that simple fact. Otherwise, I'd be all over eight and a half under because I don't think Washington's yeah, a winning I, I football team. I think I agree team. with you. I mean, I can't lay, I can't lay minus 170 here. I, I think that's, I mean, what's the break even on that? The break even on that is you're looking at almost 63% of the time they have to go under for you to make a profit. So I can't, I can't do that. But I mean, you look at this, this Washington defense, I think, you know, House made a, a great point about the defensive line and, you know, Chase is going to Chase Young's going to start the season on a physically unable to perform list. I mean, this is still a defensive line with, you know, four number one draft picks. I mean, you got Montez Sweat, who got hurt last year, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. But the real issue with this defense is the secondary. I mean, they really have done nothing to improve the secondary in, in today's NFL. Look, I mean, the defensive line is one thing, but if you can't stop opposing wide receivers, you're in trouble. But I do think the offense is going to be better. I mean, Taylor Henneke, I mean, he was as bad as he could possibly be. And Carson Wentz, for all his turnovers and all his issues, he's a huge improvement. I mean, Taylor Henneke was 24th in EPA per play and 31st according to Pro Football Focus. Wentz is, you know, 17th in EPA per play, 25th according to Pro Football Focus. So I think it's an upgrade. And I mean, obviously you're throwing the guys like, (laughs) I mean, you got, Jahan Dobson from Penn State. Obviously, got Terry McLaurin, who's been one of the better. Love him. Love him. So it's just like they have the weapons. And if Curtis Curtis Samuel can stay healthy, they should be a better offense. But I just, I don't think they're, I just think the other teams in the division are better. Boys. There's no argument. Now it's time. Favorite NFC East bet. I'm going with mine. Eagles to win the division at plus 185. Done. You you know I'm in lockstep. It's it's right now as we sit here. My favorite bet on the entire NFL board. Oh no! I mean, I'm in, I'm can I can investment. I reconsider? I apologize. Can I, I back apologize out? Am I allowed to back out now, Raheem? I don't it's know. My favorite bet. No, you're not allowed to back. I mean, you you got to ride with it. Ride with it. Come on. I mean, it's a family play. I need you, baby. Let's go. Don't <laughs> suck. We need each other. We Tell Jalen Hurts, don't suck. Don't suck. Raheem, do you have a favorite in the NFC East? Um, I feel like I gave out a lot on this podcast. I mean, what did I give out? I gave out Cowboys under 10 and a half, CD Lamb over 1,150 yards, most receiving yards, um, plus 1,400. I still like the flyer on the Giants. Um, so it seems like you don't have a favorite. That's okay. You don't have to have yeah, a favorite. Yeah, I, I don't have a favorite, but I, I like all of those. Um, I'm going to be reminding you as I watch the Giants every week. As you know, host in New York, New York, intently dialed into New York sports. When the Giants are like five and 10 this year, <laughs> I will be giving you a lot of shit for that pick. And I'll say, hey, you rolled the dice. I, 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 we, uh, we'll have some fun with it's, that. It's a, it's a small, it's not a huge play for me. It's a smaller play. So, I mean, if you're going to space those out, I definitely think I would put more on the Cowboys under and in the CeeDee Lamb props. I'll say but, this, uh, you'll look like a genius if it happens, you know? Yeah. Oh, you'll look like a genius. <laughs> Boys, this is a ton of fun. Uh, right up your alley, NFCs. Listen, I cover the Giants, House of Washington guy, Raheem. Lives in Philly, any roots for the Cowboys. My kind of guy. We'll be back with many more previews for Raheem, for House, JJ. Great work by Stefan. East Coast Bias, signing off. Be good, everybody.
This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 